Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. Uh, We're in the process of examining James, the letter that was written by the apostles. Apostle James. Call him an apostle, but I know sometimes people say, yeah, yes, yes. No, no. no. James wrote it, okay? (laughs) So third chapter, first verse. We've looked at the first five verses, so let me read through those quickly. Just remind us of the context because it's really important because James is communicating something here. He says this in verse one, let not many of you become teachers, my brethren, knowing that as such we will incur a stricter judgment. And then in verse 2, he says, For we all stumble in many ways. If anyone does not stumble in what he says, he's a perfect man, able to bridle the whole body as well. So you see what the context is he's going at. He's talking about how uh, we speak, what we say, and not stumbling in what we say. He's saying, and I don't, don't let many of you be teachers because you're going to incur a stricter judgment. It's not just getting up there and telling everybody <clears throat> what your opinion is in what you think about something is, and therefore you have taught them, uh, you're going to be undergoing judgment for that. So we need to be careful in what we say. Of course, the overarching context of this is that we need to speak forth the truth of the word of the Lord. Okay, We need to speak the word of the Lord, and he's going to sort of draw that all together here probably in a few more verses, a couple episodes down the road. So if anyone does not stumble in what he says, he's a perfect man. He's a complete man, and he's able to bridle the whole body as well. So you see that uh, bridling what we say is what gives control over our entire body as well. Never thought of it that way, huh? Well, he gives a couple of examples of exactly that, verse 3. Now, if we put the bits into the horse's mouth so that they will obey us, we direct their entire body as well. And so you're familiar how the bit works in the horse's mouth. You can guide the horse this way or that way. It's a form of communication. It's a form of control. Verse 4, look at the ships also. Though they are so great and are driven by strong winds, they are still directed by a very small rudder wherever the inclination of the pilot desires. So he's given a vivid example of how something small can direct something that is larger. Well, where is he going with this? Well, we saw last time, verse 5. So also, so it's a little a term of conclusion right here. So also, the tongue is a small part of the body, and yet it boasts of great things. See how great a forest is set aflame by such a small fire. So he's using all these pictures, the pictures of a horse, the picture of a ship being guided by the small rudder, and the rudder is much smaller in relationship to the entire ship than anything else, right? And then he's given another picture right here, how an entire forest can be set aflame by a small fire. And he's given us the picture that the tongue can be the small fire, but he's not finished. Verse 6, and the tongue is a fire, the very world of iniquity. The tongue is set among our members as that which defiles the entire body and sets on fire the course of our life and is set on fire by hell. I mean, he mentions the word fire five times here, uh, or four times in a flame. Yeah, he's driving home this fire thing. 
that our tongue is that which defiles the members of our body. It defiles our entire body. It sets on fire the course of our life, folks. And it's set on fire by hell. See, that's what's going to happen if we do not uh, allow the Lord to redeem us. And then if we do not speak forth the redeemed words, the words of salvation, the words of faith and truth, the words of a transformed, conforming life, then what we are speaking will be that which is from the fire of hell itself. Let me read that verse 6 again. And the tongue is a fire, the very world of iniquity. The tongue is set among our members as that which defiles the entire body and sets on fire the course of our life and is set on fire by hell. Well, the poor tongue. <laughs> we sit there and go, what do we do? Do we cut our tongues out? Well, some people have done that, folks. Some people have done that. But there again, the tongue as an organ, the tongue as a part of the body of Christ is not the real issue. Ah, think that through, okay? It is just the, uh, uh, the mechanical thing whereby what is truly within the Spirit is being expressed. Verse 7 says this, For every species of beasts and birds, of reptiles and creatures of the sea, is tamed and has been tamed by the human race, or mankind, better said, or the human species, Lexham says, but no one can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil and full of deadly poison. Well, there again, it's not the organ itself. It's the fact that it is the organ that expresses what is on the inside of the actual person, what the actual person, what the spirit of that person is thinking and believing. And just look what he says right here. He says everything else on earth, all the other species, everything else of animals and birds have been tamed by man. Okay, in some form or fashion, they've been tamed. Birds, reptiles, creatures of the sea, if nothing else, they've been caged, right? But no one can tame, no one can cage the tongue. It's a restless evil and full of deadly poison. You say, well, man, if that's the case, then what do we do? Well, he's not finished yet, folks. He's not finished. Verse 9, with it, with the tongue, we bless our Lord and Father, and with it, we curse men who have been made in the likeness of God. King James says in the similitude, in the image of God. So we, he's saying this, that with our tongue, with our very mouth, we bless God. We say that we love God. But then we turn around and we curse men. I was just talking with somebody just before I got on to do this episode about some of the ways that we do this, and we do it in ways unintended. Quite often, we curse ourselves. Okay, We do. We curse ourselves and say, well, I never curse myself. Yeah, we do. If you get up in the morning and you say, well, God, I thank you. I'm just a sinner saved by grace. You've just cursed yourself. Because if you're truly saved, you're not a sinner. You are a born-again saint of the Most High God, and you're not required to sin. It's not a part of your nature. You can die to that every moment of every day, okay? You don't have to. But if you step outside the abiding of the Lord, then you will choose to sin. And when you get up and say, oh, I'm just a sinner saved by grace. Now, I understand what you mean, what God has done for you at a point in time when you were a sinner, and he did save you. I totally understand that, and we rejoice in that. But, folks, let me tell you, it's time to grow up and move on. 
It's time to move on in righteousness and holiness and in sanctification and realizing that when the Lord sits there and says, be ye holy for I am holy, that not only are we to do that, it's attainable. We're basically saying, well, God, I know it says that, but I don't believe that applies to me, and I don't think you can really do that in me because I just can't do it. That's the whole point. You can't do it. That's the reason that we die to the flesh, that we die to self on a moment-by-moment basis to allow him to do that. So what do we do? We bless God, and then we turn around. We curse man quite often starting with ourselves. Let me finish verse 10 because our time is flying by here. It's the end of a sentence. From the same mouth come both blessing and cursing. My brethren... These things ought not to be this way. So again, he's driving home the fact that they're brethren. He's driving home the fact that they are believers, and he knows they're believers, and he wants them to know that. He wants them to know that he loves them. But James is saying something to them right here. He's addressing some issues. He's addressing some things that are happening, and it's centered around the tongue. They're giving praise to God, but they're cursing one another in the way that they're speaking to one another in the way they're speaking about one another, and he just says it very simply. These things ought not to be this way. You know he's not finished yet. He's going to give another example, but we're out of time. Take this before the Lord today and examine yourselves. This last phrase, these things ought not to be this way. Let us repent and press on in the way that it should be. Again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much for your time. As always, pass the word about these times. Uh, Go to my website, check out the blog, check out the podcast. There's a place there where you can help support these times, and I greatly appreciate that. I'll see you later.